0: Whoever my kidnappers are, I want to thank you so much for putting me in this room and making me watch these shorts. And if I don't watch them, you'll take the oxygen out of the room. That's really fair. And Act Your Age from 1949. I really learned how to act your age. And How to Say No from 1951. I really learned how to say no. I'm saying no to acting my age. the fuck? Is that my doorbell? You guys hear that? Someone's here. Uh, someone's here. I'll be right back. <laughs> what the hell's here? What the hell? Wait, I'm left-handed. Hello? I don't hear anybody. I have a gun, I kind of know how to use it. use it. Oh, hey, some packages, oh sweet. <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't order any packages. Who the hell left these then? Oh shit. Oh, I swear I saw someone duck behind that chain link fence. Good God! Whew. Being paranoid. Just some Amazon packages. No big deal. All right, all right. I can deal with this. What the hell are these? Okay. I don't remember ordering anything. What the fuck? Like all the names are cut off and shit. The addresses. That's weird um i don't know i guess i'll I guess i'll dig in yeah dear god okay going this way going this route yeah oh god please don't be a bomb please don't be a bomb please don't be a human heart hey it's a shirt hey it's mst shirt someone knows me there you go it's got crow and tom there you go mst 3k there we go all right i wanted that that's perfect uh thank you whoever sent that Was this my captors that sent this? Thank you. I appreciate it. And this one's empty. This is like nothing in here. There's not a goddamn thing in this thing. So what the hell could it be? There's a little hole in it. Someone tried to take a peek. Someone tried to finger this thing. All right. All right. Let's see what this is. Uh, uh, Very easy to open. All right. I didn't have to rip it open like the last one. All right. I don't feel anything. Oh, God. What's this? What is it? What am I supposed to do with this? The hell could this possibly be? There's like a little creepy little eyes cut into it. Oh my God, that's disturbing. It's got a mouth. Am I supposed to fuck this? Who is this for? I can't imagine one thing. Oh my God, it's Nick Cage. Oh Jesus, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Oh, he's looking right into my soul. Look at that. He, he's just, ter- he, oh my, he's so terrifying. Am I supposed to cut out the eyes? Why would I want to, in the mouth? What's the mouth hole for? Am I supposed to fuck his mouth? Who's this made for? It's like a little Halloween mask. Like a, like a string going around. Are you supposed to, am I supposed to wear this? Is this empty? Is it, it? Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. We got some, uh, we got a little paper in here. Oh, what the hell does this say? It says, Phoenix, thanks for all the kind words. Oh, Thank you, whoever this came from. Keep doing what you're doing. Please don't review Con Air. I don't think I could bear it, cage. Oh dear God, this came from Nick Cage. Is that who that man was outside? He knows where I live. He knows where I'm kept. Can Nick Cage free me? Can he free me from these people that are keeping me here? Please let me free Cage. Please come rescue me. Be my angel, like you were that burn victim in that one movie about angels that I watched. You know what, Cage? I will listen to you. I will not watch Con Air. to that fine heritage and I'm sorry to see you go. Hello citizens, welcome to Shitty Movie Showdown Episode 22. Today's episode is Con Air. And this stars a Nick Cage that we all know and love. Uh, this is the most disgusting Nick Cage in Cage history. The Cageorians, uh sounds like Cage whores. Cage Historians. His his Cageians, his, his... I'll, I'll figure it out later. Anyway, they uh, we, I guess, cuz I'm really a part of that. We 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 define this as the grossest Cage there can be. And it's uh, partly because of the wig that he's wearing. I hope it's a wig. It must be because this was the same year as Face Off and he did not have that hair. So, yeah, that's a wig. Okay, determine that right there. Walk myself through that. The other thing we got going on, and I just realized this because I just looked up Nick Cage, because these people that kidnapped me and put me in here, they let me have the internet for some things for IMDB. Very strange. And, uh, I just looked him up, and Nick Cage was 33 when he made this movie, and he looks a lot older, and he looks so manly, and the reason that bothers me is because I'm also 33 right now, so there's a lot going on there as far as confusion goes, because I don't look nearly like that in any way. Maybe I need to get my mullet wig out of storage and uh, start sweating up those pecs, and maybe start working out or something, you know, taking care of myself. Nah, it's not gonna happen. So I'm just gonna go ahead and get the mullet wig and just see what happens from there. And I think it's gonna take care of itself. Yeah. Oh, Rage Cage. <laughs> what a terrible shot, and what a what a macho man. Anyway, Cage in this movie is just boring. He's boring. He's so low-key in this movie, he's about to fall asleep on this fucking plane. Half the time, he's sitting there. Just sitting there on the plane. Even though his friend is dying right next to him. And it's just like, every time someone talks about him, he'll do this. He just felt them talking about him. My cage alarm's going off. Like he knows they're talking about him, like he has some sort of sixth sense where he just knows they're speaking about him, and he just fucking loses his mind, has to walk over to them and try to, uh, I gotta find a way to get around this so I can keep, keep us all alive, keep my, keep fucking Bubba Gump here alive. He's not Bubba Gump, that's, Bubba Gump is Gump and Bubba, he's Bubba of Bubba and Gump. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. What does my life become? Cage is on this plane, he got put away for no less than seven, no more than ten years, for defending his own life against a, a, a gang of fucking assholes. One of them being Wayne Grove from Heat. Who's a killer in this movie. Try, literally tries to kill him. He... Cage beats him up. Kills one of them. I think he kills Wayne Grove. By doing that thing that kids thought would really kill you. I don't know if it really does or not. I don't see how it could. That kills? Did You do that thing that people thinks happen, think happens when you... Jam their nose up, they die. There maybe is some science there I don't understand. Again, I'm not a man. Why don't I really have those pecs like Cage did in this movie at 33? Perhaps it's my years of drinking and never working out. Could that be? Could that be? No. It's just genetics, I gotta assume. I will not <laughs> what the fuck's he wearing? That's your, uh, that's your nice attire for court, Cage? Come on. He button up your fucking shirt? Oh, now he's wearing a suit. He kills one of them, the other two run off, they, they show the insert shot of one of them picking up the knife so you know. There's no proof the knife was there, despite the fact they have a history inside the bar, and then other people would have seen them outside, and they guarantee these guys have priors. Holy shit, I bet their fucking PO PO's right inside, just waiting for him. There's no way this soldier would get put to fucking set no less than seven, no more than ten years. Ridiculous. I know he killed a man. And I felt like this scene was more just a, a fucking Fluff Cage's ego where he's like, Your wep- your hands are a, a lethal weapon, so you should have known better to defend your honor and your wife and, and kill a man who was trying to kill you. Shame on you. Like, it's so fucking ridiculous, the premise of this movie. Just have him do something. I don't care if he's guilty. It would be more interesting if he was guilty of something heinous, and then he learned his lesson throughout this Becomes the hero that we all know and love and, and cherish. Uh, Nick Cage. That we know and love and cherish, I should say. Because we all cherish him, right? Why else are you watching this? So he, he goes to prison. He starts working out. He's reading all these books. He's doing all this shit. He, he's, he's, there's a riot going on. He's just like, I don't have any interest in that. I'm sorry, guys. You do your thing. I'm sitting this one out, guys. <laughs> this is just normal day at the prison. Is this a fucking ghost cam? What was that? I want no part of your prison riot. <clears throat> I'm gonna sit this one out, guys. Dear Dad. So they give him a belt, and there's a nice place to hang yourself in case you want to. See if we're jerking off to his daughter's letters, a creepo. School is very important. Your mom is right. It makes Don't you get you rid of this ridiculous accent. <laughs> Sometimes you meet people like that. It is a four-wheeler. Let get you down. Two, three, four. Yeah, count four. Dear Daddy, here's my four-wheeler monster truck. Hope you oh, like it. I sent you those porno mags. Did you get them? Because this boy's coming home to his ladies. Coming home forever. I just hope I'm not a disappointment. Forever. I do I do say I'm coming home forever. Yeah, yeah, it is. He's going to sit here, uh, erotically read my daughter's letters to me. And he's just like, <clears throat> My daddy is coming home on July 14th. My birthday is July 14th. And it, it's just a little creepy the way he's curled up with it. I know it's supposed to be all sweet and stuff, but it's not. Motherfucker gets out of prison, goes on the goes on this airplane with all these dangerous criminals, and it's like assembling the crew in like a Ocean's Eleven type movie where they're like, this is Cyrus the Virus. I mean, it's just at this point, this big section of the movie is just different celebrities meeting each other. So you get like Ving Rhames... John Malkovich, Danny Trejo, eventually uh, Dave Chappelle also. Eventually, Steve Buscemi gets on there. MC Ganey, who, who doesn't lose a hand in this movie, surprisingly. Uh, someone else does, and it's Danny Trejo. Didn't see that coming. I don't know why a wax hand hanging there. It's kind of weird. They all get in the plane. They eventually hijack the plane because Dave Chappelle pulls up a little bit of a gasoline and a men of match, lights up this Indian guy. And let me stop right there. Indian guy. Lots of racism is being thrown around this movie. I understand they're going for a prison vibe but like white trash they drop a couple n-bombs i believe maybe they don't go that far with it but really they say a lot of racist shit and uh, it, it keeps going throughout the movie so don't don't you worry they call cage white trash and he does not stop them he's just like yep i'm glad he doesn't because he is white trash in this movie he's got the mullet he's got the well I, well i gotta get home to my daughter i'm forrest gump with a with a mullet on a plane yep Oh, friend I'm t- Where am I going with this? They take over the plane. It becomes Con Air. John Malkovich announces it. He says the titular line, which I found very enjoyable. You love a good titular line. Welcome to Con Air. Oh, he said it. He said it. <laughs> I guess I'm in that movie now. Shit. Anything by John Malkovich is greatly appreciated. This movie has a powerhouse cast, and I, some of these guys I haven't even mentioned yet. We have Nick Cage the greatest shining star there is we have John Malkovich who honestly steals this movie away from Cage Cage is so low key in this movie and John Malkovich is so fucking good as a bad guy that he just steals the show he, he is the greatest villain in a terrible I, I call this movie terrible but it's a lot of fun to watch but it's a bad movie let's, just, let's face the facts He's, he kills it John Malkovich fucking kills it and then we got John Cusack to, to finish the trifecta of amazing actors that I love I can't believe I used Cage an amazing actor. He can be an amazing actor. A lot of times he chooses not to be, though. But I really do... I am a fan of Nick Cage in his serious work. I prefer he does the serious while still being kind of strange, like adaptation. He's fucking. He's an amazing actor when he does stuff like that. He really is. I'm not even making fun of him right now. Dropping the character. He, he, he can be an amazing actor. He oftentimes is not, though. He just does a lot of things for the paycheck. I get it. His taxes his drugs, whatever's going on with him. Anyway, I love uh, Cusack so much so I debated doing uh cage cast and Cusack cast where I review uh, John Cusack movies, but John Cusack's movies are more serious. So it'd be very difficult to do that because it's not as much fun to watch and, and rip them apart because he does a good job and the movie might not be that great, but he, he was fine. So it'd be a lot of that. So I decided not to do it. I'm going to scrap it. No Cusack cast for any foreseeable future. A lot of the movie takes place on the plane. McKelty Williamson has diabetes, even though he's eating a fucking snowball in prison. Nick Cage snowballed him, if you know what I mean. I got your package. I miss the old packages. Those of pink coconut things have made me quite popular. <sighs> Met a guy just the other day, babyo. Yo. Leaving you for him? Sure does love him. Very tender. So the guy's diabetic. You find out later, and he's eating a fucking. Snowballs so why were you eating the fucking snowball if you have diabetes so goddamn bad anyway goes on the plane He's waiting for a shot. They're about to give it to him. That's when the hijack takes over So he doesn't get a shot so the whole time cage is trying to stay on on the plane and keep him alive trying to find a syringe and uh, That's basically the plot of the movie is cage is trying to find a syringe for this fucking Diabetic man who doesn't care about his own health and takes snowballs from cage those delicious delicious pink snowballs that we all know and have thrown up thinking about. Oh my god, those things are so goddamn sugary. It's too much going on there. You got coconut, you got way too much sugar, you got like chocolate, you got cake kinda, you got like a cream center. It is just a diabetes ball. They might as well just call them that. Call it a diabetes ball. Just stop lying to us. It's not a snowball, there's no snow in there. There's way more diabetes in this thing than there's snow. Stop lying to us, hostess. The whole rest of the fucking movie is just him trying to save it and trying to eventually trying to overthrow the guys that are planning this attack. We got a lot going on in there. I'm not even gonna go into detail on the fucking plot because it's just one thing after another after another. A lot of planes landing, crashing. Way too many airports in this movie. They had to find a reason to keep getting on them on the ground. So they had one where they had to pick up other prisoners, which is where we get Steve Buscemi, MC Ganey, all those guys. We have another one where they get, and they try to get another plane from some guy. I didn't understand what it was, like Valdez or some fucking name. And then uh, it's the guy from Blood In, Blood Out. But it's the it's a lot of that going on. I, it's eventually it's just it's draining. I think this movie's too long. I think it could cut off 20 minutes out of the first 40 minutes and just condense that down and be fine. It's really front heavy, it's really strange. The the pacing really picks up toward the second half and it still is a little too long for my taste. We needed more Cage, he was so low key I almost forgot he's in the movie because a lot of the movies John Cusack and Cole Meany just kind of yelling at each other and John Cusack being like, well some smarmy, I'm a, I'm a, that's my plane, you're not allowed to take that down. And then Cole Meany doing his best Nick Nolte impression like, it's impossible, I left my car at the office. What the fuck? Like, a lot of that shit going on. He's just screaming his Nick Nolte vocal cords out, just speaking through a cigarette. You boy! No one carries on these flights! I wanna yell even louder than you! Lieutenant Delerner Airfield is a small strip about 100 miles from here. Oh shit! Oh shit! I'm Nick Nolte! It was to me, the note on the body was Oh shit! Shoot it now! Now. But it's horseshit. Of course you're having trouble reaching him. He's done nothing but help you. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you what's going on. I hate this fucking character. Of course you can't reach him. Ah, he's out there like protecting his throat. Yeah. Tell you're meant to fall back. No. Ah, horseshit. Why would I fall back? Yeah. That's my fucking car. It's flying. I don't know. It says Ass Kicker. Get out of my way so I can blow that plane up. All fire. They're screaming at each other the entire movie. And then eventually the plane land, or crashes through Vegas, I should say. I almost said landed. It it crashes through the Las Vegas Strip instead of blowing it down in the open desert, which I kind of got to agree they should have done that. Because instead the plane lands in Vegas and causes millions and millions of dollars worth of damage to cars, hotels, the road, street signs. You see it fucking knocking things down trees. It cut the tree in half. How the fuck did that happen? I think it would just shift the plane and then break off the wing more than it would cut the tree in half, but I don't know. Maybe. It seemed a little ridiculous to me, but get get me a earthatologist on the line. We'll see how that goes. That's what they're called, right? How many times is uh, Cage going to end up in Vegas in his movies? I like how the wings are chopping trees in half. There you go. What do we have? 6,000 dead so far? Something like that. Millions of dollars in damage. Just 40 million. You gotta add in that too, because no way those coins are gonna stay there. Someone's gonna take them. This is where the movie changes levels to, from insanity to just bat-shaped bonkers and, and stupidity. Because once they're off the Con Air, once they've deboarded Con Airlines, lines, a uh, fire truck, I don't Understand the rest of this movie is just unnecessary really the con air fire department They keep going on the strip. They crash into a a casino And for some reason fucking poker chips are flying everywhere the whole rest of the movie cash is pouring down out of nowhere I don't understand where the cash is coming from drove me fucking nuts All right, and here we go And there goes cage Who somehow lives through this and isn't cut up to shit. Why is there loose paper everywhere? I don't know Alright, that's flying by, is this full of paper, full of money. I don't know why there's cash cash everywhere. I was hoping to get one more quip in there. Nope. Why was that helmet still spinning? Where is this cash coming from? Is fucking Jack Nicholson as the Joker hanging around? What the hell's going on? They get in a fucking fire truck and then they start chasing and then Cage saves the day and then John Malkovich dies seven and a half deaths. He's like the ending of Lord of the Rings 3. He just keeps dying and he won't just quit. Just stop. End already. End your life. Oh. Kind of upset me, though, because I would love to see a John Malkovich sequel. Maybe we can do a prequel. He's a little too old for that now. That would be a little strange. I really could watch Cyrus the Virus or Cyrus the Virus Grissom for another dozen movies. He is that interesting to me. I'm serious. I'm... I'm not joking in any way. I could watch his character forever. Just forever. And he, he was great. He was so much fun. And Vingramis as a sidekick really fucking killed. They were so much fun to watch together. There is a lot of this movie I really, really love to watch. And this time around, I realize how much of the movie is just boring and... Okay, moving on. Okay, yep. This flies is driving me insane. Get the fuck out of here. Where's Cage to take care of this fly for me? Come on, I think I can literally swat you with my cage mask. Sent to be my cage. Be my defender. And I have to pee so bad. <laughs> I'm breaking character here. I have to pee so goddamn bad, and I just can't wait for it to end. Ugh. God. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get up. Too much, too much, too much, too much. They they too much, they're too much, and they too much, all over the place. And uh, they, sort of, they should have just cut out the to too much. Is that a specific enough advice for the editor? No? I don't know who the editor was, but I knew who the director was, it was Simon West, my, my cousin. Uh, he, yeah, he, he directed this movie, I, I love it, so I can't say anything bad about it. <laughs> so it's a great movie. Go Simon! You're making the West family proud. I don't know what you did after this, but, or before this, in fact. But you're killing it. You still won't hook me up to meet Cage. I don't know what's going on with you. Do you not talk to him anymore? What's going on, Simon? You fucking return my calls, dude. You're not that important. Come on. Anyway, let's get back to the movie. Let's get back to the cage in the movie. This movie put Cage in a cage. They did it. But you know what? You can't contain a cage. You can't contain Cage in a cage. So he uncages himself. He gets de- decaged. He's de-caged. He's he's ill caged at this point. He's he's anti cage. He gets out of the cage and he and he runs amok, runs amuck. Finally gets a needle, saves his friend's life, who's sweating and near death the entire time. And everybody on the plane is either pouring sweat or completely dry. It, it, there's no in between. It's very strange. I don't know. what I can't gauge the temperature on this plane. Fuck you, pig. Gag and bag this Nazi muffin. Nazi muffin. I like that. If we start calling Nazis that. So, not sweating at all. Nobody else is sweating. The cop is just, cop and Danny Trejo are just pouring Vaseline out of their glands. I get Bubba's sweat because he's, you know, dying of a diabetes-related death. But, uh, everyone else, why are you either pouring, dripping Vaseline sweat or you're just completely dry? Cyrus the Virus never, never sheds a single sweat tear. So Cage kills all the bad guys. He get, walks over, finally meets his daughter who he's never met. He won't allow her to visit him in prison, which is kind of a... I understand, I probably would do the same thing, but it's also kind of a dick move for the daughter. Maybe she wanted to meet him, I don't know. (laughs) She brought balloons for a prisoner. (laughs) He brings her a bunny that he's been trying to save the whole time. It was in his box that they clearly labeled with a fucking sticker with the most exposition ever. Again, this is a shit I would have cut out. Save that for John Malkovich to read later. Jesus, aggressive. So this guy got in there by stringling pets. Why are they bunkmates now? That's how we're gonna know it later. Yep. I didn't need to know his box was labeled with a happy sticker because it didn't come in the play later. They showed it later, but we didn't see him open the box with a, with a sticker on it. It happens off screen, so who fucking cares? That's the shit you should cut. It didn't fucking matter. <laughs> it's going brown, 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 black. No, where's the white guy? Come on. I like how nobody's arresting him even there's a prisoner. No cops on scene, just paramedics and firemen. He gives his daughter this fucking gross sewer bunny because it it went down the sewer and somehow he reached down with his 14-foot arm and pulled it out of the sewer. He was way too late to rescue that bunny. That thing's long gone. You smell like shit. Terrified of him. (laughs) Daddy's scary trailer trash. With a, with a dirt bunny that smells like actual sewage covered in blood I don't want this this is garbage. Gives it to his daughter and she's kinda like "Uh," eh. and he's like sorry about that I want my garbage bunny? I want my sewer bunny? It, does, it smells like human feces I apologize and he gives it to her and uh, we we cut over to Cole Meany and uh, John Cusack. They're best buds now. And he's like, "Sorry about your car." He's like, "I was sick of that car anyway. Fuck it." I know good body shop in Fresno. It's insured. I, was bored that I guess car. we're friends now. Yeah, They're best buds now, just because it's the end of the movie. We're friends now, because just because. That's it. There's no no logical reason. We don't need to look any deeper here. Come on. This isn't a this isn't a character film. It's, a, it's an action film with, with characters in it. Characters are welcome. It's like TNT or TBS. What the fuck has that? So Cage finally meets up with his family. Meets his daughter for the first time. She hugs him. He hugs her. The wife is there. They're all hugging. Cusack's watching them. And then that fucking shitty Leanne Rimes, Winona Judd. What's the other one? One of those fucking ladies made that song. Bring this song back at the end. A real, a book and theme song. How I don't like Cage's haircut. It's pretty terrible. So this cold reintroduction introduction How do I dip I don't know the words, so that's, I'm just going to do my, my best scatting impression. Flawless, right? I should get a record deal. Uh, it, it sounded better than most country, I'll say that. I really don't know who sings that song. It's like Leon Rhymes or Shania Twain, one of those ladies. I don't have my finger on the pulse of the country scene, so I don't know who it was. One of those broads, yeah, <laughs> country broads, you know how they are. <laughs> Always singing about why do I I don't is that the words but it's like the the lyrics of the song are like how is she going to survive without him but it made sense at the beginning because he gets separated from her because he goes to fucking prison but at the end he's reunited with her so maybe a different song about reconnection now that you're back cut another song change the lyrics a little bit how did I survive without you so long Because you murdered that guy By jamming his nose in his brain How did I... Make it past tense, you know, make it fun, I don't know Do a little uh, changing of the lyrics, it didn't make any sense The way it was I would never forgive myself if I didn't didn't get into this shit Uh, Let's backtrack a little bit They land the plane in one of the airports And then, uh, while the whole Firefight's going on The firefight, which shouldn't have taken place anyway Because the cops could have driven around Around the uh, boneyard and just Maybe maybe uh, surround them like you're supposed to do when you're cops. You, you cover all the exits. Why are they all full? They're like old and rusted. Why, why do they still have propane in them? Why didn't they just go around all this? Just the other way. Don't go through the fucking narrow passageways. That that Obviously, you can only die in that scenario. You can only get trapped. That's so... A fucking child could have figured that out. Animals have that instinct. To not go down the narrow passageway, which there's no escape other than the way you came from. You come from the open area, so that way, if they leave, you can see them. And you're not trapped. You can flee as well, if you have to. If you have to retreat, obviously. What the fuck were they going that way for? Even if there's a fence around there, knock the fucking fence down. You, the goddamn cops. I don't understand this at all. It was so obviously we need an action sequence. We need these prisoners to be in danger. What can we do? Uh, uh they're really dumb. The cops are really dumb. Anyway, let's get back to what I was really trying to get to was uh, Steve Buscemi or Steve Buscemi, if you want. I call him Steve Buscemi because that's how I was. That's how I was raised. That's how my parents raised me with the Buscemi. Uh, we don't. We're not. We're no Buscemi's over here. So Steve Buscemi is a serial killer. He wore someone's head as a helmet for a while through three states or some shit like that. I don't know, it says some throwaway line. And then he's kind of funny on the plane because he's just like, he says a bunch of funny lines like, Define irony, a bunch of prisoners dancing on a plane to a song made famous by a band that died in a plane crash. A lot of funny lines. I like that he also goes, Two went down, one came up. He knows Nick Cage is against them. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't relate to anybody else but himself. I like his character a lot in this movie. He's detached. He doesn't care. He's like, you kill one of them, okay, cool. I have, it's like he has no uh, no stakes in this at all. I love it. I love that. I love that idea. I love his dialogue. Anyway, there's one scene where he goes and wanders off during this firefight. Where wear her head as a helmet for five states. Walks into this uh, trailer park. It's it looks like a uh, fucking like a South African warlord took over and just deprived the villagers of any food and and killed them all. Like in Braveheart, when you in the beginning, when the villages are all burned down and it's just like fucking decimated this whole area and it's all war torn. It's like Chernobyl and it just got fucking abandoned. Everything was left where it was. Like food was just left at the table. And like, TVs are still on and shit. Like, it was so weird. It wasn't so. It was. It wasn't like, a fucking, uh, Syria. It was a guy named Nevada. And then, uh, he goes over there and he sees this little girl in a pool. Well, here it is. Your day just got a lot better. What's with the fucking dumpster ghost girl it's living in a pool? What the fuck? Do you know he's got the whole world in his hands? Yes, I do. Speaking. What's in my hands? How you doing? Oh, I don't want to see fucking pedophile cam. Oh. This girl's not here, right? She's a dirt ghost, and living in a fucking four and a half foot pool. And 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 God damn it, if she's not a fucking ghost of a girl who died during this outbreak, during this war torn years, I don't know what the fuck else happened. But she is not alive. She's definitely not alive. And she starts to talk with him, and then. She's creepier than he is somehow. She's all dirty. She's like a dirt ghost. I don't understand what the fuck is going on with her character. She starts to be like, we can sing a song. We can. S- Do you know, uh, he's got the whole world's in his hands. He's got the whole world. And they start singing the fucking song. And I'm like, oh my God, is she going to molest him? Because you're supposed to be thinking like, oh, this poor girl, she's going to get killed. And then eventually I start to think, oh, this poor serial killer, he's going to get touched. He's going to get fondled. Uh, That fucking girl's worse than he is. I think she's going to molest him. This little girl is scarier than the monsters in the movie. The serial killing monsters in this movie are less terrifying than this fucking dirt ghost. She's living in a a shit pool. It's like three and a half feet deep. And no parents. You never see any of her parents. She's a ghost. She's a fucking phantom. She's a specter. She's She's a spirit. This is a dirt spirit. She's a... She's a child who died away in the fucking 1940s. And she's just haunting this pool. Maybe she's the one that killed the town. I don't know. Very fucking creepy. I could go on and on and on on forever about this little girl. Just covered in blood. Little girl's dead. Little girl's raped. Little girl will never be seen again. And that's what this movie wants you to think for a very long time. Because he's holding on to that doll. We never saw the resolution between the, after their song. So you're just supposed to think, the little girl got murdered and raped, or raped and murdered, one of those two. One of those two is supposed to be the better version of the story, but either way, dead and possibly raped, maybe her head is a hat now, I don't know. That's what they want you to think, but instead they just show her like, goodbye oh, bye, I'm a ghost, I'll be after you. Your soul is mine. I'll be watching you forever, forever and ever. I will haunt you. Like, she's so fucking creepy. And then uh, she's alive. Or that's the ghost of the ghost. He raped the ghost. And this is her ghost ghost. I don't know. It's fucking... I can't follow it. I don't want to think about it. Although I want to think about it a lot. Because she's haunting me. She's haunting me. So this is what I would call Quiet Cage. Which is strange because it's an action movie. You think you get Rage Cage. You think you get Quirk Cage. It's just Quiet Cage. He doesn't ever shout. At one point he gets starts walking with, with purpose and he gets shot in the arm and he's just like, I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care, it's just a chunk of my arm. The worst shot in history. Fucking right in front of you can hit me anywhere but you nick my arm. Come on. And then he he just He's just like a beefy dude and he he doesn't speak, he doesn't shout, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't he doesn't do anything. He's very quiet in this movie. To the point where you almost forget he's in the movie because most of the time he's in the fucking background. It really is John Malkovich and then cutting back to John Cusack and Cole Meany for most of the movie. So they're the real stars of this. And if you look at IMDb, you look through all the characters on the front page, Nick Cage isn't even on there. He's not even on the front page of actors. And you got fucking actors in like one scene on that thing. He's not even on there. He's not top build. You know, Cole Meany's fucking top build for some goddamn reason. Can't figure that out. So I, I didn't really like Cage in this movie. It, he's not interesting. He's not he, interesting. He's serviceable, though. He services the movie. He, he'll he service me... Why did I... Watch. He's watching me, I forgot. He could have been more exciting. He could have put a little bit more work into yelling, into screaming, into something. He just felt like he was there and he was tired. It just felt like he was super, super exhausted from... He did like this back-to-back with face off. so he was just tired. He did not want to exude himself in any way. He was just like, it's a nap time movie. I'm just going to rest in this chair over here next to a fucking Bubba and we'll just just hang out and oh shit, I got to move. Okay, what do I got to do? I got to jump through a window of a door instead of through the door. (laughs) The ice will slow it down. (laughs) Oh, ridiculous. So I did this for you, Cage. And I I know in your letter that you said that you wanted me to watch this movie. Phoenix, thanks for all the kind words. Keep doing what you're doing. Please review Con Air. I don't think I could... Wait. Please don't review Con Air. I don't think I could bear it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm not getting out of here. He's not coming to save me, is he? Oh, fuck. I need to read more clearly. My reading comprehension skills have really been downhill. Oh, fuck. Please come rescue me, Cage. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. I, I really hope I didn't upset you by reviewing Con Air. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Uh, just uh, Please take it lightly. I, uh, I'm sorry if I upset you. I really hope I didn't. I can't imagine I did. You're happy about this, right? I mean, you'll find a way through. You're Nick Cage. You can do anything. You're not going to be upset about this, right? No, no, I can't do that. It's too weird. He's looking right at me.